Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some noise! Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. John Chuckery Show live in the Kia Studios. Halfway home on a Thursday evening with you. Hey, uh, NFL training camp is on and happening this week all across the uh, NFL. Baldy's Breakdown have a uh, special live podcast coming up uh, that's released on Monday. Uh, former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lacanfora dissect the storylines that will shake up training camp. Get ready for the season with Baldy's Breakdowns on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 910 The Game. Uh, at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Um... That's live coming up in about 20 minutes uh, from right now. But, you know, we've been talking about what the Braves are going to do with the trade deadline, right? And obviously Tuesday is when the deadline goes down. And while I talked about the idea that, yes, I think I think an outfielder that could play every day possibly is still the number one priority from this team. But I'm starting to wonder if – I'm starting to wonder if – um, second base isn't becoming more and more of a priority. Now, we talked with Gabe about this for a little bit, but look, here's the reality. First off, Snicker really didn't have any kind of update, good, bad, or otherwise. Now, that may not be a bad thing when talking about Ozzy Albies because he is on the 60-day IL, but, you know, look, you've got important games, important series, a lot of things going on with not really any sort of timetable that at least we know of for when your second baseman has come back. Now, they internally probably have a timetable. I'm not saying that they've, you know, got no idea about when Ozzy's going to come back or what have you, but I'm not sure. I mean, look, there's no reason to go around lying about it or be completely coy about when Ozzy comes back. He's a big piece to your team, right? You're not fooling anybody in Major League Baseball if you get him back. You know, I mean, everybody knows he's the starting second baseman. But you start looking at, you know, Remember a month ago, we were like, wow, Orlando Arcia and the contributions he made and this, that, and the other. Let me let me give you a rundown of what he's done in the month of July thus far. In the month of July, Orlando Arcia is hitting 163 with a 294 on-base percentage, 302 slugging, and a 596 OPS. Two homers, seven RBI. 14 strikeouts uh, with only seven hits. So two to one strikeouts to hits in 17 games in the month of July. Now, remember how good he was hitting a few weeks ago? 300, winning his games, this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's come back down to reality. How about Robinson Cano? The fact that you signed Cano tells you a lot as it is. How about Robinson Cano? So far with the race. Remember on opening night, and Dylan, I was in Myrtle Beach the first night he played. We were out, I was out at the bar and grill and watching the Braves. He had two hits that night, remember? Okay, 
Since then, he's only had two more hits. And right now, he's hitting a buck 54 with a 185 on base, 192 slugging, 377 OPS. Just to give you some perspective, for the year 2000, in the year of our Lord, 2022, with the Mets, Padres, and Braves, he's hitting 150 with a 183 on base and a 190 slugging percentage. Okay? Safe to say the Robinson Cano experiment is over. And again, Orlando Arcia is a guy that what you're seeing is, and this happens with a lot of guys, right? I'll give you the most famous example I can remember is Jordan Schaefer. Remember highly touted Braves prospect Jordan Schaefer, right? He'd come in, really good pinch hitter, do some stuff here, good glove, steal a base, bop, 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 bop. Man, this guy's really good. Let's get him in the starting lineup. And then he played all the time. And guess what happened? Team's got the book on him. They figured him out. They learned how to pitch. Same thing with Arcia. Arcia is a really nice piece to have. I'm not saying DFA Orlando Arcia. He can play a lot of different positions, and he can help you out. And he's helped you win games this year. Remember, he hit the game-winning home run against, I think it was, uh, was it Miami, where he hit the walk-off home run against Miami? He's won you games this year. But when you have to play a guy like that every day, even in a platoon role, all of the warts and fleas and flaws and imperfections all come up to the surface. And that's what's happening right now. The the second base experiment of Arcia and Cano isn't working. And by the way, here's the other part too. Have any of the, have either one of those guys looked very good defensively? Cano's already got an error, and I know he's a former gold. Listen, he was the premier second baseman in Major League Baseball for a whole bunch of years. In fact, he might be a he might be a Hall of Famer. Three hundred thirty five homers. 1,300 RBI at second base. He is a career 301 hitter, which would look even better if he hadn't had this 150 stretch. So he is a career 300 hitter with 1,300 RBI at second base. And he's scored 1,200 runs as well. So, look, you're not trying to find a guy to replace Ozzy, but you also don't want a hole. Arcia's not look good defensively at times. Cano's not look good defensively. In fact, his error the other day helped lead to some runs being scored. He's not getting anything done with the bat. Neither of those guys are getting anything done with the bat right now. And Arcia's fading very quickly, too. And it's not really a surprise. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked or angry or upset or mad at Arcia because he's not performing. He's not paid to perform. He's not paid to be your starting second baseman. The reality of what he is is coming up to the forefront, right? You know, there's a reason why he doesn't start. Because right now he's hitting a buck 63 this month. So I'm wondering if maybe that second base isn't something that the Braves don't have to start going and taking a look at, honestly. Now, again, I have not gone through and looked at who's available, who's not available, who might be on the market. I'm not talking about going out and get you a $40 million second baseman to come in here and compete with Ozzy or take his spot or whatever like that. But you'd like to have something other than a hole at second base. You'd like to have something other than just a, a, a complete glaring weakness at second base, right? Especially because this infield is so good, right? 
because this infield is so good. Olsen, Riley, Dansby, because it's so good. And when Ozzy's there, you know, it may be the best infield in Major League Baseball when everybody's healthy and, and doing their thing, right? And that was with Freddie, obviously, last year. Now you've, you know, replaced Olsen, but obviously, you know, Olsen's a premier player. But I'm wondering, it may be time to think about, especially not knowing when Ozzy's coming back, it may be time to think about we got to address second base. Now, again, I have not looked at the marketplace. I can't tell you what is out there or what's not out there. I understand that the Braves have some other priorities and things like that. But, you know, that's been such a position of strength for the Braves. So, again, I, I people, a couple people say, oh, no, no, every, they're fine. They're not fine, folks. Quit, quit lying to yourself. Arcia's not fine. Right now he stinks. And, and, he, and again, he's not just going to magically turn it on. When, when you play guys all the time that don't play on a – there's a reason why some guys are starters, reason why some guys are role players, you know? Uh, and it happens a lot in baseball. Like I said, I just gave you the Jordan Shea, for example. Happens a lot in baseball with guys. So, look, I think second base is more of a priority than starting pitching because I think you've got four guys you can count on. And you've got Ian Anderson, who was your best postseason pitcher. You're not replacing him. So what are you going to do if you go out and get a veteran starter when it comes to be playoff time? At least if I go out and get a second baseman, I can keep him on the bench. They just had Phil Goslin, you know, on the if I go out and get me a second baseman, I can at least play him if I need to. At least I have a guy who can be, you know, their infielder with me. Because I don't think starting pitching is a very high not in my list. Not when you look at what they've got out there. And again, I've said I think Ian Anderson's a guy who needs to figure it out up here. With this club, this is where Rick Kranitz gets paid his money out there. But again, I know everybody's optimistic, like Ozzy's coming back soon. Well, the manager didn't have any real timetable for when he's going to come back. I'm not saying he's not coming back. I'm not saying that he's going to be out for the year or anything like that. But, you know, when you're not really hearing much going on with Ozzy and we're not getting into rehabs and things like that, it is August, folks. And they aren't, they aren't the division leader right now. It's August, you're not the division leader right now. All hands on deck right now. So we'll see. This should be, look, this next handful of games before they get the Mets should be a good time for the Braves to get healthy. Arizona stinks, and you have to take advantage of that, right? You have to take advantage of the idea that Arizona stinks, and so you got to, you know, I think you need to sweep them. I think you need to sweep Arizona right out of here and then take care of the business against the Phillies. Get yourself on a winning streak before... You're heading up to Gotham and taking on the Mets. And we'll see what the Mets do. They're looking for bats as well. I'm going to be curious to see. We, we told you at the start of the show, if you want to watch one thing about Arizona, watch David Peralta because that's a guy who's been linked to the Braves that they may have an interest in. Left-handed hitting outfielder, doesn't hit for much average, doesn't get on base much, has a little bit of pop. He's been you know pretty good in the past. He's been a 30-homer guy in the past, but – Maybe not quite that guy nowadays. So, um, you know, he's a little bit older, no long-term commitment. He's, I think, 34 years old at this point, and he'll be a free agent when the season ends. So you're not going to have a whole lot invested in him. So, you know, that might be a name that you're looking at if, you know, if you're trying to find a starting outfielder, a guy who can at least play regularly in the outfield for you. I think he's got a dozen home runs so far for Arizona. But it's not a great trade market. You know, if Soto and some of these guys aren't going to get moved, I don't think Soto's going to get moved. It's not a great trade market right now for the for Major League Baseball. 
Not a lot of top-tier, top-flight guys that you think are, are going to move right now. So if I had to prioritize, I would tell you, I think outfield is your number one spot. I think relief pitcher, you know, if you get out of the reliever, and second base right after that, even more than starting pitching. I can figure out my starters. I don't have a glaring weakness or hole at starter because Ian Anderson's not going anywhere, and he's here pitching. He just has to figure out what he needs to do. But they're not benching him or what have you. And, and you know, the conversation I had with Gabe, you know, if Ronnie struggles for another couple of weeks or something like that, is it time to think about dropping him down on the order a little bit? Or are you okay with having 0 for 5 with two strikeouts at the top of the order every night? Because I know what he can do. I know when I know he's one of the best young players in baseball. I know he can get things cranked up and going. Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe there's something else with it. But at some point you have to say we can't have 0 for 5 with two strikeouts up at the top of the order on a nightly basis. Looks It looks like at least Dansby's kind of got some things figured out, but interesting that Ronnie got the day off and Michael Harris got, you know, the start at the top of the order, that Snicker trusts him to put him up there. You know, in a couple of years, listen, if Dansby's not here, it's going to be Ronnie and Michael Harris at the very top of the order. You talk about two speed guys, right? That's Vince Coleman and Willie McGee at the top of the order. Although a lot more power out of Ronnie, obviously a 40 home run hitter, but I'm talking about from the speed factor putting those guys at the top of the order, let them get on base and just run run, run like the wind and do what they got to do up at the top of the order, right? So we'll see. I mean, you know, there's a, a lot of competition right now. Benintendi, of course, goes last night. That was a guy that I was hoping that the Braves would get their hands on is trying to find a, a good left-handed outfielder. He's gone, and the Yankees didn't really pay a whole heavy price for him. Not like they gave up all their top prospects or anything like that. So, um, look, you know, we're about to hit the weekend um, and obviously, you know, Monday will be Monday and Tuesday. Phones will be burning up. I expect the Braves will make some moves here pretty quick. Maybe not a lot. Maybe not a ton of moves. Look, they may end up just going out and get themselves a reliever or two, and that be it. And Kirby Yates is supposed to come back. So they've got some, you know, time invested in him, getting him back. You pick up one reliever in Kirby Yates, you probably feel like your bullpen's in good shape. Now I need to find that outfielder. And I don't know, again, you know, all the names that are – out in the marketplace, but I do know, do know that David Peralta is a guy that his name has been linked to the Braves, and some people really like him, and at least he'd give you a left-handed bat with a little bit of punch and stuff like that. But I still would like to see a guy, even though he can play all three outfields, I'd still like to see a guy who's more of an on-base guy, right? I think we've got enough guys that can mash the ball out of the ballpark right now on this team. I'd like to see a few guys who can actually get on base and get in scoring position for the guys that drive in all the runs. All right, when uh, we get back, be time for That's Life. Um, we'll talk about my day today because hard to believe school starts up on Monday and a trend that parents are having right now through social media. Plus our top 10. Chuck, we're in the Kia Studios. Sports right at the game, honestly.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Come on, John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Not 21 live in the Kia studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929thegame at jmsh316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Hey, also, too, you can listen to... Every Atlanta Falcons game, along with the music and news that Atlanta needs right here on the Odyssey app. And, of course, Kenny Maines joined the Odyssey family. His new podcast is Hey Main. He's talking to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. Coming up uh, today, uh, I'm sure it's already online, but today the new episode featuring Bill Walton is uh, available. Download Hey Main on the Odyssey app for free or wherever you get your podcast from. Get to our top ten here in just a few minutes. So today, uh, Dylan was uh, my daughter's open house, and um, uh, she's going into her final year of middle school, eighth grade, and stuff like that. So it's that's a big why, year. Yeah, that's why I got down here late is because we were uh, meeting all of her teachers and and this, that, and the other. Uh, like this year, and I know I'm gonna explain parenting things, but this year they are not going to just move kids along for COVID and stuff like that. Last couple of years, because of COVID, they just kept moving everybody through the system. Okay, okay. okay. They're, they're Nobody was getting to, held back. Yeah, now, now you got to get smart again and get back to right. focusing on work stuff again. But they've already, like, announced that she's in chorus. Uh-huh. They've got a Disney trip to Orlando in oh. March that we got to come up with a grand. Um, yeah. It's going to be a competition <laughs> that they're going to be at down, down in Orlando or something like that, so... There's a grand there already. Jeez. $40 for this polo, uh, for the chorus. <laughs> you know, um, the school supplies. They ask for some other stuff, this, that, and the other. Really, lots of nice teachers. You know, I mean, all really good folks. You're going to talk about like the backpack, that. too? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> y- you know what kind of backpack she got? What kind? Lululemon. Oh, Lululemon is expensive. Tell my- me about it. Man. Ask, ask, Ask me who bought my daughter a pair of Lululemon pants last Christmas. <laughs> Who bought your daughter a it pair sure of Lulu? Hell wasn't her ex, my ex-wife. <laughs> that I could tell you was daddy. My, uh, yeah, trust me. I know how much the damn pants cost, and I know how much the backpack is and all that. My like girl. lemon, and she's going to get it engraved. Oh, even more money. Well, you got to, right? Yeah, that's that. you got to I mean, stick you with the trends. you got to right. be trendy. Well, not, no, not trendy. How about somebody not stealing it? That's true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Right. That's why you get it monogrammed yeah. and all that. So some, you know, some goofball, some right. whack job, wackadoodle doesn't, you know, grab hold of it. Trust me, you're going to laugh. But there is theft with these kids at this age and stuff like that. Oh, no. Even back in the day, real quick, Chuck, I had my, I was in sixth grade. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I had just got a new phone. It was a sidekick when sidekicks were housed. Right. Blue sidekick. I love it. I had it for maybe 48 hours. It got stolen. So we had our, I don't know if we had access to lockers or whatever, but. For whatever reason, we all had to leave our book bags in our homeroom. So, you know me, I was a good student. I didn't have my phone on during class. I was being studious. So I left my phone in my book bag, which was in homeroom. Kids were going in homerooms. There was a group of kids uh, going in homeroom and stealing stealing stuff out of people's book bags. You know, you brought up another point. 
What happened to lockers? Why don't kids have lockers nowadays? I don't know. I had, Did they take I, away lockers? I mean, I had them, like, in high school and stuff. I had them in middle school, though. Yeah, I had them in, like, seventh, starting yeah. seventh grade. Like, I, I I, had a locker in middle school and all that. Yeah. I, 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 We even had, like, a gym locker. You, you could bring yeah. a padlock and have a gym locker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, in high school we had a locker and all that stuff. But, yeah. but we had them in middle school, too. Well, I hope she's going to get a locker in high school. But, yeah, you got to you gotta protect your stuff. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got to protect it from getting stolen. Yeah. So, crazy out there but good times up at Cherokee County and um, you know Monday it uh, it all starts back up now we think about this this is being led by a um, the mother of a TikToker who's um, Uh who goes by Ren or Eleanor Ren or Ren Eleanor has 17 million followers this girl is a three-year-old TikTok star lately though Ren's mother so I guess it is Ren Elnor. Yeah. Ren's mother here lately has been concerned about some of the behavior by some people on their flip-flop um, that uh, videos have been saved by other users in numbers that have sparked concern. It says that the save feature allows users to tag videos so they're easier to find and refer back to. Um, hashtag facts, Twitter handle. Know that a video of Ren wearing a cropped orange shirt was saved more than 45,000 times. A video of Ren eating a hot dog was saved 375,000 times. Um, And it says that, and I don't know, that some of the comments and things, um, there's just some behavior, I guess, that, that, that they're concerned about and stuff like this. Yeah. So it's starting a movement now. Of parents taking their kids' video off while they, well, duh, dummy. You know, look, I have one social media platform. Well, I do have Instagram, but I don't ever use it. I just <laughs> look at pictures on Instagram. But um, I have Twitter, right? At JMCH316. Right. You, and I did post a picture of my daughter when we were at the beach, but you will see, I rarely, rarely, rarely ever. Post pictures of my daughters. I don't care how innocuous or anything like that. I don't do it. And I don't want her exposed to it. And I'm completely against her having Instagram. But this is why. Like, sorry. It's creeps out here. Right. I mean, it's nuts. It's wackadoodle. And look, you know, I'm glad her mom's figuring it out at three years old. But hello. You know, again, even at three years old, there's plenty of sickos and stuff out there. Or... Not even it's there. There are even people that aren't like sickos. They're just goofed up, right? They yep. get on social media and they say say and do goofy things, right? And everybody has their proclivities, right? Listen, I've said before, if you see the pictures that I like, you know, you'll see a trend. You know, <laughs> like you'll see. I mean, honestly, yeah. like when I like things, it's usually a story like this that I. It's because I don't know how else to. Keep it where I can find it, so I like it, right? Like if you know, like yeah. So a story like this, or, or stories for that's life, or sports stories or stats, right? I like them so that I can refer back to them and find them. But you know, there's plenty of news girls and yep personalities and this person and that person and yeah. yeah. So, but again, I'm a 50 year old grown adult. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't go out there and like you know. Five-year-old girls or something like that. You know, these are all grown, grown adult people as well. Fully developed, right? But that's you know what we do. But again, you may not be the sickos. It's the goofed-up people too, along with it. 
So, I mean, good for her for doing it, but hello, duh. Like, I know this right away. It's why I don't post pictures of my daughter. I rarely do. I said, I posted one of her. We were on the uh, pier at, at Myrtle Beach. I posted one of her standing on the pier, which, by the way, there was a shark in the water, six-foot-long shark. Was there really? Yeah, it was a six-foot-long shark. You the can people, see it in the picture? And not in her picture. The people next to us, we when we had just gotten up to the pier, uh-huh. they're like, hey, look at this picture. It was a six-foot shark swimming around. Wow. Uh, in there. So, uh, which is awesome. I love to see it eat people. But anyway, that's just me. Um, but, um, but yeah, like, have some common sense of your parent. Posting all of your kids' pics and stuff like that, I don't think it's healthy. I don't, I don't think it's healthy behavior. You do what you got to do, but I'm telling you, like, this girl with these $17 million followers, figuring it out. You know? Unfortunately, it's it's the world that we live in. All those $17 million ain't sane. Right. Yeah. There, there's plenty of those people that are absolutely nuts. So, anyway. Um... Today is National Refreshment Day. So happy National Refreshment Day to those that celebrate this. So today's top 10 are top 10 favorite refreshments currently. So pretty much whatever our 10 favorite liquids are qualify for all of this. Dylan, the floor is yours. Perfect. I love it. Okay. So you, you got me started. And once uh, once I clarify, I had to make sure if it was non-alcoholic, alcoholic. Okay. Oh, anything. If so, it's yeah. liquid, it's good. All I right. Mean, I love it. It qualifies. Okay. So I have a clear number one, and I'll save that for last. But okay. the rest of these are in no particular sure. order. So uh, we'll just start with what I rank number 10, but it's not really number 10. I just have one clear number one. Okay. Vanilla almond milk. Love okay. vanilla almond milk. So I've got almond milk on mine as well. But mm-hmm. I, I so first off is unsweetened. Yeah. Um, for the no sugar. Yep. Um, sometimes I do vanilla. Sometimes I just do the regular. Yeah. Do you have a tic- particular brand that you buy? Uh, no, not really. Um, sometimes I just get the like store brand. I do like Silk. Um, there was a what's the other one? There's another one that I like. Well, I, I the reason the reason I ask you uh-huh. is I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So besides being what's what should be a quote unquote healthy alternative, but again, right. I don't. I, we can dispute all that or agree or disagree, or whatever. But I buy Walmart's store brand. Yeah, that's um, because I and I'll be honest with you, it's a very reasonable price. Mm-hmm. It's like for like the the I, I guess that's what a is that a half gallon container? I think. Yeah. What, what's the like box the, ones? The box the, ones. The bigger box ones are half gallon, right? Yeah, I think they're okay. half. So half gallon is like two sixty. It's a great deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, the silk and all that's like four fifty. Yeah, it's Okay, what? I can't do all that. Like, Boosh. I don't make Dylan money. Nah, I'm you know, like, I work for a living. I actually show up, you know, all through the week and work for a living. I don't have Dylan money. So, I can't afford the regular milks, the, the regular almond milks, but that's a really good deal. And, hell, it's about the same price as what their regular milk is nowadays. Yeah. So, I buy Walmart's unflavored, or either unflavored or vanilla, unsweetened yep. almond milk. No, I'm right there with you too. And like I said, a lot of times I get store brand, or I just do. I may get silk. It just depends on. Yeah, when what's you get there. a raise and you get, you know, and and <laughs> oh, when you, you know, when you get all this money for not working. Oh yeah, no, you know, don't don't get the money part fooled up. You know, I still ain't making too much of that. We're still working on that. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah, where do you, where do you see? Where do you get to my age and all the bills and don't make any money? Oh, I I, I got bills too. Maybe not as you because I don't have. Yeah, you ain't got an ex-wife, chief. Yeah, and a kid, <laughs> yeah. chief, bud, booby. <laughs> Okay, number number. You can nine. miss me with that conversation, bud. You definitely got be. You definitely got way more responsibilities yeah, than I do financially exactly. and not financially. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, trust me. When I was a 25 year old dopey millennial, you know what I was doing? What were you doing? I can't say on air. That's what I was doing. Okay, let me tell you what my money went to: steroids and chicks. That's where my money was going to. 
When I was 25 years old, oh, my money was going to chicks, steroids, and booze. That's where my money was going because I didn't have a responsibility. Big three. No kid, no nothing. You know, my car was paid for. Chicks, steroids, and booze is what I did at 25 years old with my cash. And I made a decent li- – I've always made decent money. Yeah. All things considered, decent money. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it wasn't like I, I was really poor or anything like that. Right, right. I always had cash on hand. Chicks, steroids, and booze, brother. That's what I was doing <laughs> at 25 years old. That's where I was headed. Oh, I love it. So you get shot up, rolled down, and you know all that? Yeah. Jack me up, <laughs> shoot me up, roll me down the highway. Yep. You can find me in Buckhead, roid it up, boozing it up. <laughs> Hitting on every girl possible. Oh man! Okay. <laughs> I'm at I'm at I'm at uh, Bar Atlanta. I'm at um, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, Bell Bottoms. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm at Bell Bottoms, jacked up, <laughs> you know, boozing it up, hitting on chicks. There you go. That's what I was doing at 25. It's the life right there. Yeah. <laughs> now at 50. Now when I double that, it's book bags and school supplies. <laughs> anyway. All right. So at number nine. I got orange juice because um, orange juice goes to me. I just, when I have a good breakfast, like when I uh, when I uh, splurge on a Chick Fil A breakfast, mm-hmm. I get a, I get an orange juice. So orange juice. You know, is- I can't even remember the last time I had orange juice. Really? Honestly. Yeah. I mean, just uh, you know, with the sugar content and everything, like, I yeah, really try to true. watch my sugary drinks and stuff like that. Yeah. I couldn't even I, I couldn't even honestly tell you the last time that that I had orange juice. Not that I, it's not that I don't like it. Right. I love right. apple juice. I love orange yep. juice. I love grape. I love grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just couldn't even tell you the last time I had juice. That's like I'm crazy. talking about, like honestly, like probably years. So like any juice or just orange juice? Uh, orange juice like I mean, juice? I've had tomato juice more recently. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, but I I don't even know the last time I had apple juice or grapefruit juice wow. or orange juice. I don't even know. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, and I love them. I just don't remember yeah. when I've had them. Yeah, my mom, she can't really drink orange juice because it's uh, she gets real bad heartburn sometimes, so yeah. that acidity level yeah. just eats yeah. her up. All right, number eight, I got a strawberry banana smoothie. I, mm-hmm. I love smoothies, man. Like, mm-hmm. before I actually liked, liked fruit in its natural form, mm-hmm. I was always a big smoothie guy. So I got a strawberry banana smoothie. Got to have water on there because, you know, water is water is king. Just regular plain have water. tap water? Oh, yeah, I'll drink tap water. I can't. I can't. I don't. It's not my preference. Like yeah. first, I never drunk tap water, but now, like, I'll drink tap water. I'll just put some ice in it, put it up in the yeah, tap. I but I, like straight up tap water, I couldn't drink unless yeah. I was just like dying of thirst. Exactly. I have to have yeah. with ice. I, I, you know, as a kid, I could drink from from hoses and all. I, yeah. Yeah. It, now I now I'll, I'll well I'll give my list in a minute, but yeah, I, I can't even do like regular tap water anymore. So at a seven, I got water. Six, I'm a I'm a big margarita dude. I know you're not very fond of no. tequila. But uh, yeah, Simone and I we we'll, we'll put down some margaritas, strawberry daiquiris, alcohol oh, okay. or or virgin. I could do yeah. either or. Okay. Same with pina colada. I could do alcohol, yeah, no my, alcohol, always, smoothie when, form. When we go on vacation, we always get my daughter a virgin pina colada. Right. Oh, I mean, the best. Just, you gotta have like a little beach drink, right? There you go. So yeah, I could do that in smoothie form. Anything. Uh, my drink as a kid. This is like my kid drink before I like stop drinking soda because you know the sugar's not good for you and all that stuff. It really messes up my face too. Vanilla cherry coke. Ooh, that was okay. that was my soda, man. Okay. Uh, you could always catch me with the vanilla cherry coke. Mm-hmm. So there that's at number three. Number two, I'll put apple juice. I'm like you though. I've I can't remember the last time I've had apple juice. Yeah, I love it. I but I just try not to drink like you said for the sugar and stuff like that. Like I, I I will say maybe maybe this qualifies. I have had I had like hot apple cider last oh, yeah. Last fall, does that count as apple juice or? Nah, it's not know. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like we go to these apple festivals up in LJ and stuff, and I had hot apple cider. Yeah, so I, maybe that's the closest thing I've had for a while. Yeah, I was about to say that that's same for me too. During the fall and you know right. stuff closer to winter time, I'll, I'll uh, heat up some of that and drink that warm. 
Um, but my number one refreshment of all time. You can never go wrong giving me a, a cup of this. Blue Powerade. Really? Blue Powerade is it's the best like it's the best drink overall. It's the best sports drink there is too. Blue Powerade between flavor, your electrolytes, all that good stuff, Blue Powerade is undoubtedly number one. Okay. All right. Um, I told you I've got unsweet uh, almond, unsweetened almond milk on my list. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan of ginger ale. I like g- yeah, ginger ale. It's good. I'm, I'm a big fan of a ginger ale. Yep. Um, I buy a ton of these Walmart sparkling flavored waters. Yeah. They're like 64 cents. They're like the the... They're bigger than this, like the one-liter bottles or something like that. Oh, yeah, the one that you usually have yes, in here. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I drink, like, I'll buy six at a time, and in a day or two, they'll be gone. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly. And they're, they're not, it, like, I had to go the Walmart brand because, like, Kroger got too expensive because they were up to, like, 78 cents a piece or something like that. Oof. And now even Walmart's gone up because it used to be 57 cents. Now they're up to 64. Well, it's because so, they know that people are buying those well, now. Well, they also don't understand I'm a cheap bastard. I mean, so that's <laughs> that's part of it, too. So the sparkling waters from a Walmart. Always love a good glass of sweet tea. Especially, oh, yeah. especially like Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, Mrs. Winters. Do you like, like McDonald's that. sweet tea or is it too sweet? Um, no, it's pretty good. I can I can handle it. Every okay. so often I can handle something like that. Okay. So, uh, but I really do like a half-and-half half tea from Chick-fil-A. Um, that, yeah. That's kind of more my preference. Coke Zero. Um, if I'm going to drink a Coke, I'd rather drink, drink like a Coke Zero. Um, Modelo. Uh, I, oh, do, yeah. I do like Modelo beer. Um, okay. I very much enjoy the taste of uh, Modelo. Okay. Southern Comfort is my other, is my secondary, my second go-to just kind of straight-up alcohol. That's a good one. Um, and then my top three, without question, okay? Uh, I couldn't live without these three, Okay. Number three, Coors Light. Mm. Gotta have my Coors Light. Hell uh-huh. yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, have a have a uh, a Steve Weiser Coors Light, um, dark roast coffee. I drink multiple cups of coffee every single morning. Can't live without my coffee. Just black, or uh, you put a little, a little cream and sugar. Of cream. Little, okay. no, no sugar, just a little splash of cream in it. Okay, just enough to discolor it a little bit. Gotcha. Change up the color a little bit. So, uh, dark roast coffee every morning, multiple glasses, and then of course my number one favorite refreshment, John Daniels. I love it. There you go. There it is. I'm a, I, a one or two. I'll put this in my uh, honorable mentions. Cream soda. I love cream soda. Oh, okay. Too. All right. I like I like a cream soda every so often too. Yep. Uh, so John Daniels is uh, number one. So all right. When now uh, we get back, hit us up with your list as well. When we get back, Gabe Burns joined us early in the show. We're we'll talking Braves baseball with him. Check in the Key Studios. Sports right now. The game on us.com app. That's life. That's love. That's what all the people say. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. It is a John Chuckery show coming to you live on this Thursday evening as a uh, well, things did not go all that well up in Philadelphia. Three games back now as the Mets did take the two-game set against the Yankees. Braves get ready for the uh, lowly Arizona Diamondbacks and then uh, the Phillies. And then that Mets series coming up August 4th going to be huge. And, of course, trade deadline, man. Things are seem like they're kind of changing every day. Let's head out to the Wade Ford talk, uh, Wade Ford. Dot com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Gabe Burns. He, of course, one of the feature writers for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out his work on Twitter at Gabe Burns AJC. Gabe, as always, man, thanks for a few minutes here this evening. And, you know, 
was talking about this the other night. Do you think that second base is becoming a more important trade target considering kind of what we're seeing out of Cano, Arcia slowing down? Has that position suddenly kind of come more into play instead of just waiting out for Ozzy to come back? I think it's a need, but when you stack it against other things, I would still have it lower on the list. So, look, I mean, let's just let's be honest. When you're signing Robbie Cano um, in 2022 – I mean, that's not great. Uh, so you're looking at, they're just trying, they're trying to get to Ozzy, but maybe, you know, you do see there's light at the end of the tunnel there. When I look at the outfield situation now without Duvall, which I'm sure we'll get to, and then you look at the rotation, I just think that ultimately those are bigger needs to get where this team wants to go because you do expect Ozzy back. And just given the way this lineup is, Given what you have, I mean, you have to just keep trying to get by at second base, and that's what you have to do. That being said, if an option presented itself, if you could go out and get a guy, and I just use this as an example, but a guy like Whit Merrifield, he can play in the outfield and he can play second base. If you could go out and get somebody of that ilk, I think that makes a lot of sense. But if we're if we're kind of doing an either-or thing, or realistically, how much can they address, I would still have second base lower. So blame me because uh, last night I did a whole segment on how the Braves should go out and make a run at Benintendi. He fits all these things, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, at 1030 he got traded to the Yankees. Um, So I'm at fault for all that because I spoke all the good of him. But we obviously know outfield. At this point, it's – look, Braves aren't trading for Soto or anything crazy. But the market I don't think is all that great right now. Benintendi seemed like an an ideal fit. Is it just kind of – trying to find somebody to plug in? Do they want a legitimate starter? Like, how do you handle that now, especially when one of the you know better guys that was on the market is already gone? You know, it's interesting. I didn't think that – and I don't know uh, how involved they were with Benintendi. Uh, they have not been among the many teams that were mentioned. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I was kind of surprised at what he ended up going for. It really wasn't that much, considering he was one of the better options available on the market. You know, I think really the best prospect the Yankees gave up to the Sycamore kid, the pitcher, who, you know, he could be a nice player, but he wasn't even a top 15 prospect for them. So I found that to be pretty interesting. I, I think that ultimately, I think that given what this team is probably going to be willing to spend prospect wise, you're probably looking at a more modest, if it's a rental or a platoon guy, that type of player here. Uh, I don't think they necessarily need. An everyday guy, unless it's just, you know, I mean, again, everyone would love to have a Brian Reynolds, right? But I just don't think they're they're going to be that deep into the market or be that, you know, involved in, in a bidding war. I know we talk about starters. People talk about Luis Castillo. I just, I, I, I can't see that. But, but with rentals, with kind of a more modest, look, San Francisco's struggling. Um, I know Jock Peterson is someone that we keep bringing up, <laughs> bring him back. Uh, I didn't see them selling. Given the way things are going now, maybe that changes. Uh, I still think that makes sense. But, I mean, it would be someone, and Jock is kind of obviously at the higher end of that mold. He's just an all-star. But someone where you can kind of – you're comfortable, you can plug in. That's why I kind of bring up Merrifield. Again, that's just a kind of speculation and me throwing somebody out there because you can move him around and he can help you out in a number of ways. 
Gabe Burns, uh, feature writer for the a, uh, AJC, AJC.com, joining us here on the WaitForTalk.com hotline as we talk some Braves baseball. And, you know, Gabe, it also makes me wonder how many moves, the, the, the quantity of moves, because to your point, you know, they really have, I mean, and I'm not against this, they've kind of pillaged a lot of their minor league system. Now, doesn't mean they don't have guys available, but, you know, when you've moved on from Pache and Waters and Langoliers and guys – you know, there there does come a point where you only have so many guys that are of of valued commodity to make all these different moves. You think that they're getting a little bit limited on the idea of, you know, okay, we need an outfielder, we need a second baseman, we need a starter, we need a reliever. All right, well, do you have enough capital throughout your minor system to make all those moves happen? Well, here's what I'll say. They're limited in the sense that, like I said, I don't think that they're going to be able to win bidding wars for a Luis Castillo or a Brian Reynolds, because then you're talking about Spencer Strider and that type of younger player who obviously they're not going to move. However, um, Alex has made multiple trades at three of the four deadlines that he's had the opportunity. If you'll remember this, (laughs) he took on money to get Martin Melanson. He took on money to get Eddie Rosario. This team, we see what Truist Park is like every single night. This team should have some flexibility payroll-wise, and that perhaps that you know helps them add another player instead of you know paying a higher prospect cost. So that's an aspect of it. And if you look back at the deadline last year, what he, what he gives, I mean, you, I mean, most people, even if you follow it relatively closely, probably couldn't tell you anyone besides maybe Bryce Wilson that they gave up last year. Mm-hmm. So. From that sense, they can still give up these guys. They have some guys in the lower minors that maybe some teams would identify and like. And you can go get a guy like Corey Soler at you know a smaller cost like that. So it's limiting in the sense that I think it might limit their options. They can't really go big game hunting. But they've found ways to make their team better at kind of – moderate prospect costs and they have they should have everyone's favorite term financial flexibility they should have that as well so i think that that at least keeps their options open enough that they could make multiple trades if if the deal is right gabe is uh ronnie struggles is it just you're in one of those funks like every baseball player goes through over the course of the season or is there something physically or mentally or something i mean it just you know, he look, they got to get him cranked up and going, and Dansby seems to be, you know, getting in, back in the groove a little bit. But they got to figure out Ronnie, and obviously had a day off the other day. Got to figure out how to get him back on track. Yeah, they do. I mean, I can't speak. All I can tell you is what he would tell you and what they would tell you. And there isn't an indication that it's a physical thing. I think, I think it could be at least partially that from the standpoint of, Mentally and physically, you know, he's coming back from a serious injury. And it's not like it's been a smooth return for him. He's had minor injuries. He's had little things here and there as he's trying to work his way back. So I think all of that plays a role, especially when you're a guy like him, you're going to press a little bit. I I just think it all kind of adds up. I'm not sure that there's one answer. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, to say the obvious, they need him to get going. Uh, he has some time to do it here, but we're we're about in August now, and it you know it hasn't been the season that he was hoping for. It hasn't been the season production wise that they were hoping for. So, but it would be huge for them, obviously, down the stretch if 
they could get hot when they're, uh, you know, they have all these games with the Mets coming up. Gabe Burns from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. So, I, look, I understand this is going to be hypothetical, but, you know, they did hit Michael Harris at the leadoff spot the other day. If Ronnie continues to struggle, is it time to have some conversations about changing him up in the order? You can't have a guy, Gabe, every night going 0 for 5 with a strikeout and just not getting on base in that spot. And I'm not telling you Harris is the long-term answer, but there has to be some kind of conversation about whether or not just trotting Ronnie out there for the sake of putting him in the leadoff spot because it's just what we have to do. I mean, is anybody willing to have that conversation? You know, Smith always said that, you know, Acuna's a natural leadoff hitter now, and after he moved him, you know, temporarily a few years ago, he said, I'm not I'm not doing that again. But when you see him struggling the way he has for as long as he has now, and you have a guy like Harris who's, you know, a logical uh, alternative at that spot. I mean, they were talking about how they felt like they had two leadoff hitters, right? Uh, that was the thing when, you know, when you had Acuna and, and Harris at the bottom there. So, Look, I mean, of course, if it continues, then I think they should consider everything. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm not totally convinced that that, that would be possible. I, I just – I don't know, because Smith has always been so firm about opinion being a leadoff hitter. But are we talking another two weeks of this? Are we talking another three weeks of this? Does it reach a point that you're getting closer to the postseason and you just need to kind of figure out what you're going to do here when these games really start to matter? Because, you know, you're going to be playing a you're playing a wild card series against the San Diego Padres or something. I mean, <laughs> because you said a couple of years ago you were never going to move Acuna out of the leadoff spot. I mean, what are we doing here, right? So I, I can't rule anything out. Uh, I would just say it really – it'll be determined by – what Acuna is able to kind of figure out in these next few weeks. So last question. And again, I know this is kind of hypothetical, but let's say the Braves do keep Dansby. I think obviously he's shown, okay, he's now our guy at the top of the order in in the two spot. Ozzy's a guy who's too good of a run producer. Let's keep him in that. So where do you hit Harris? I mean, do you, do you take a guy of that skill and ability and just keep him at the bottom of the order or, do you have to find a spot at the top of the order for him? I mean, that's that's what I'm curious about is long-term, what do they profile? Now, if Dansby leaves, that's a pretty easy conversation. But if Dansby stays, that thing about where we profile Harris is going to be interesting. It's actually, you know, it's not something um, I've put a ton of thought in. I think that's a really good question as far as looking ahead and thinking about it. Given this lineup's construction, when you have Acuna and you have Dansby and then you have Riley's power, you have Ozzy's power, just given the ability of this lineup, I don't hate still having him lower like that, uh, especially once you now that you have the DH. It's, kind of, it's obviously a game changer, and it's, it's a lot different for the National League offensively now. So, honestly, like I'm, I'm pretty open-minded about all of it. Uh, but for right now, I would probably say lower because, again, when we're talking about if Dansby stays, just look at the top of the lineup. Cunha's not going to play like this the rest of his career, of course. Um, you know, obviously a multi-time all-star, and, you know, he'll be an MVP candidate again soon, we all assume. Riley is, of course, you know, perhaps the best player on the team. Ozzy's going to give you more power than 
you know, most of your second baseman. So, I mean, when you're just looking at the way that the lineup is going to be constructed, I think there's certainly a case to have Harris down there and kind of have another table setter at the bottom there. And it's kind of a luxury that a lot of teams wouldn't have. And, you know, when you have as many options as the Braves have, you can kind of do some different things. Well, I guess we got to get through this year first, right? We'll, we'll worry about yeah. it. We'll worry, about, <laughs> worry about the future when the future hits. Follow him on Twitter at GayBurnsAJC. Uh, AJC.com is where you check out all of his work. And, of course, join us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Uh, Gabe, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes tonight, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Yeah, sure. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.